right. You're on. Oh, okay. You're okay. the host. <clears throat> yeah, you're the host. Okay. <clears throat> Zoolander and the least favorite podcast take one. Action. <laughs> Yo, what do they call me? They call me Devin Zoolander. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Yeah, they call me Devin Zoolander. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. <clears throat> and I look good on camera. Hey. You know I look good on camera. Hey. Yo, what's up? It's your homie, Devin Zoolander, coming all the way live from King Leaf Studios in very cool, hipsterish Brooklyn. And today is a very special episode because to my left, I have two of the coolest people that I've ever met in real life because they agreed to work with me. And that's all that's really required to be cool with me. First, we have a woman that is a speech therapist mm -hmm. and she works in a, what kind in a of school? school, right? Elementary school. Okay. I, I wanted yeah. to say, <clears throat> I wanted to say that, but you know, I, you know, I didn't want to get the, the age range wrong. All right. Yes. We have a speech therapist that works in that elementary school. Super cool. Easy on the eyes, smooth voice. You know what I'm saying? Loves hip hop music. Nah, dog, you're weird, bro. Don't talk to me without further ado. Please give it up for the host of the least favorite podcast, oh Miss Natalie. Oh Hi. I never had an introduction like that before. That okay. was awesome. No Thanks. problem. You're welcome. And <laughs> next to Natalie is her partner in pod. This gentleman serves as he is the production. He is the sound. He is the voice of reason when <laughs> Natalie has no more reasons. Without any further ado, please put your hands together for the dipset loving, but locks appreciating Ant Green. What's up, brother? While wearing a Wu-Tang shirt. While wearing All the Wu-Tang shirt. You know All what I'm saying? Of it. What's going on? What's going on? How you feeling today? Good, man. I'm so happy to be here. Good to hear. Yeah, Good to hear. so are we. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is amazing. So let me just cheat and go to my notes really quickly yeah man so and i want to start with you because sure. nally's here we're going to talk to nally but i want to want to ask you some things quick <laughs> we got to get some things out of the way real quick so recently you posted on your story <laughs> that when you waste a woman's kid-free weekend you'll never see her again what was the inspiration behind that post <laughs> so i have a lot of friends female friends that have children and I'm the guy they talk to, like, when they go out on dates. And I know for a fact, if they have a free weekend with no kids and something happens to them, yo, they are pissed. It's, yeah. it's like, it's like, yo, they have to go through, like, they have to jump through hoops just to set up, like, babysitting with um, their, their kid's father or maybe grandparents. And they look forward to those days where they can just go out that night out. It's like they think about that for weeks. Yeah. It's like a lot. It's not just a simple like, oh, I'm going out today. Nah. It's really some preparation that goes into this. So it's like you got her hopes high, not just to go out with you, but just to go out in general. And then you just crush that. It's no coming back from that for you. It, mm. It's a wrap. She She's already like, yo, everything. Like she planned the whole night out with you. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to get dinner here. Uh -huh. Maybe we're gonna go grab some drinks afterwards, and then you just First you just all, dead that. I'm gonna interject. Also, the outfit, the outfit. hair, the nails. She shaved, <laughs> like both legs. She prepped both legs. She prepped for this. Yes, yeah. it's such a waste of effort on her part. Sorry, continue. All right, I just had to so, add that part. Yes, yeah, so that's what it is. So it's <laughs> not just like a normal, you know, like yeah. oh, can we reschedule? And right. then a lot of times, what happens with as guys because we do 
some dumb shit sometimes. Yes. We wait to the last minute to cancel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, we mm-hmm. don't say like maybe earlier in the week. No, then she could probably plan something else. We we like the same day. This actually happened to a friend of mine yesterday, but she was actually excited. She wanted the guy to cancel on her. Ooh. So she was like, you know what? I'm I'm kind of glad. She, he gave her a little bit of an opening. Uh-huh. He was just like, you know, what? I might be leaving work a little late. She was like, oh, let's let's reschedule. Oh, okay, so she wow. wanted to. Cancel. She was like, she was she okay. was ready. She wow. was on the go. She was like, yes, uh, I'm, wow. I'm looking forward to that cancellation text. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you very much for that clarification there because when I saw that, I just had some questions that were piercing in my mind. Like, why would Aunt post that? But you gave me the rundown about that, so I appreciate that. Yeah, that's what it is. Now, Natalie. Hi. Hi. So, the least favorite podcast. I would yes. like for you to actually. No, we're not going to start there. I want to go behind the show, before the show. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I want you to tell me where you're from. I want you to tell me your ethnic background. Mm-hmm. I want you to just give me a little, maybe four-sentence bio about oh, who man. is Natalie. Okay. <laughs> four sentences, good um, luck. Shut up. All right, so my name is Natalie. I was born in the Bronx. I live in Yonkers now. I'm Dominican and Puerto Rican. Um, what else did you want to know? I feel like that's four sentences, no? Yeah, that's 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 yeah. good. That's good right there. That, that that gives us something to 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 work with there, and and it's just really interesting when I when I wanted you to talk about your ethnic background a little bit because mm-hmm. first of all, where I live in Pittsburgh, I feel like it's ooh white, yeah. and then it's like black, and then it's some other stuff. Mm-hmm. So New York is more of a melting pot, and I feel. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very important to acknowledge that, acknowledge how many different kinds of people are here. And I think sometimes terms like people of color or or brown people mm-hmm. or black and brown t- people, while those terms may be created to give us some unity, sometimes it can be some erasure going on because it's like, wait a minute, are you diluting me? Like, 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 hold on now. So I just wanted to hear that because I think it's very cool. And I think, I think. When it comes to to, to hip hop culture, we have and, and we know because Fat Joe has been talking a little bit recently about the origins of hip hop and how it started and how we know that obviously there were there there were Hispanic, there were Latino people that were yeah instrumental in helping to start hip hop as mm-hmm. well as black mm-hmm. people who we already know. And I just feel like being in a place, the birthplace of mm-hmm. hip hop and and talking to you two is it, really cool to for people to know who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people do forget that, obviously, the Bronx, Puerto Ricans had a big part in that because they were big with graffiti and breakdancing early on. Not so much rapping mm-hmm. happened, but definitely graffiti and um, breakdancing. Those are part of the, the elements right. of hip hop yeah, that make yeah, up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so yeah. it's so it's important to acknowledge that, and I think that sometimes when things happen, we can be all we can be all kumbaya. We mm-hmm. can listen to Fat Joe, whatever we can. Let J-, J Lo rock, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, what is it? What's the song? Cause I'm real. Or oh, right, right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. niggas, I'm cause real. they know whatever she's saying there, where, mm-hmm. where she let it fly, mm-hmm. where, it's, where it's cool. It's like you, you cool, J Lo. Although I will say, it might be certain people from from. Mm-hmm. Hey, saying the brown community. I, I, that's the thing with all these politically correct terms. I don't even know what to call people. And that's why even within the black community, some people be like, we are not black. It, it would be like, we are Hebrew Israelites, or we are African. We are oh, no, that's it's just like, different. yo, that's some deep stuff. But anyway, yeah. they bring it back. I'm sorry. I get off on a tangent. I sound like them people that be wearing the capes outside. But anyway, so to bring it back here. So the least favorite podcast, mm-hmm. how did that come to be? 
All right. So initially it was me and my other co-host. He's no longer with us, but we would just get together and talk really deeply about things. And we're like, you know what? Let's start a podcast. And we thought it would be simple. Like, okay, let's just, we're just going to put on some mics. We're just going to talk. Um, it started out mostly like, I think we were just talking about like regular topics, spiritual topics, mental health topics, friendship topics. But then it kind of like shifted. So once he left the show and I had a little bit more control over the content, I think what I was noticing a lot on social media was men and women battling each other constantly. And it was just very toxic. And it was always like men need to be this way and women need to be that way. And we expect this and you have to do that. And I'm just like, but when are we just as individuals going to take accountability for our own bullshit and just kind of like heal through it too. Like we don't always have to point the finger at everybody. We can say, you know what? I fucked up here. How can I make this better? How can I grow? How can I heal? And I always wanted a male co-host. So that's when like Anthony, instead of like just the production, I was like, all right, I'm going to bring you on as my co-host because he has a very good way at looking at the world. He's not narrow-minded. He's able to kind of think outside the box. So I'm like, you know what? Let's have real conversations and let's just try to understand each other. And that's basically what the podcast is about. So I would say it's like the least favored because it's things that probably people either don't think about or they don't want to talk about. It's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But it's like, let's just do it. Let's just face it. And mm -hmm. and, and what What's up? what so going from being the cameraman and the sound engineer to being all those things still and now the <laughs> co-host, what has that transition been like for you? The the hardest part is trying to help come up with topics. Yeah. Because yes. before, mm -hmm. like, I just was like, I'm not worrying about that at all. Mm -hmm. But now it's like I'm trying to um, be a part of that process as well. That's hard. The hardest part of getting in front of a camera or doing any of this stuff is just coming up with stuff to talk about. Yeah. So that's that's the biggest difficulty. I can record and edit videos and everything all day long. But coming up with topics, it's like, bruh, who the hell is, like, you know what I'm saying? Topics that we haven't talked about. Topics that are unique. Yeah. You know, even some trying trying to follow, um, find out what's trending a little bit just to keep a conversation like that maybe another podcast has and bring it onto our platform where we couldn't tackle it from a different perspective. Like all of that is the biggest transition. But what I do very well, and like I'm looking at your book, it says the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Oh yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. very like overt with that. It's not very subtle with me. Like I just don't give a fuck. So my opinion with things is very just like boom, you know? Yeah. I'm just I just say what I Whereas I'm kind of like, mm, maybe we shouldn't say that. Yeah. Let's reel it in. Right. He's like, nah, fuck that shit. I'm going to say it. I'm like, okay, whatever. Correct. So that's that's where I, that's my type of approach with things. So let me ask you both. Obviously, with the expansion of technology, the advancement mm -hmm. of social media, there are a lot of opportunities for content creators to be able to monetize their content and to really be their own bosses, not just in the that, okay, right now you control what goes on the least favorite podcast or something like that. But what about when you when you were talking about getting sponsors and we're talking about being able to be influencers of products that you support or something like that? When you're when you're basically in that brain trust room and you're trying to think about the direction of the show, mm -hmm. do you ever think about potential sponsors who you would like to work with? And if the stuff that you're doing is going in that direction or do you sometimes feel like you know what we just these entrepreneurs we're gonna get it out the mud we ain't worried about corporations and nothing and if it come it come if it don't hey and 
you still my brother. Like, how do you approach thinking about it futuristically as far as the potential for growth financially for the mm -hmm. least favorite podcast? I feel like I'm a little bit of both of what you said. Like, we'll talk ideally, like, I would like better help, like that mental health um, app to like sponsor us or us to do ads for them. Oh my goodness, I'm turning. Or like, um, <laughs> even like, you know, I smoke weed, I take edibles. There's like a microdose company, microdose.com that I would like, but it's like, I also don't want us to censor our content or censor what we talk about. So I'm also on like, if it comes, it comes. And if it doesn't, fuck it. Like I never, I never started this podcast for other people. It was always for me and what I wanted to do, a way for me to express myself. So as long as I stay true to that, I feel like things will come when they're supposed to. I don't know about you. No, yeah, yeah? same thing. Because we started off as just to get, get our thoughts out. Um, and just say what we wanted to say, you know, but having fun as well and growing and learning something. Because, like, I've learned a lot doing this. Same. So to be able to help other people that want to do it as well, it's like I, I would love to get, be able to get paid for that part of it, you know, provide a service for someone that wants to start start up soon. Um, and then getting sponsorships, yeah, like getting paid for something, you, you know, you want to do would be amazing. I don't have any specific in mind. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that I was that I'm like reaching out like she's yeah, like I put, put mine out there. So which is, if y'all hear this, which is very which is very good though. So, yeah. Um, yeah. but the goal is to create not just like the least favorite podcast. Like I I produce another podcast as well, and I'm looking to do two other ones soon in wow. in the next yeah. few months. And it's all about getting um, building um, like a big brand of content. You know, the, like the Black Effect Network. Yes. Like that. Something like that where you have like five to ten. So yeah. when it comes time to talk about sponsorships or getting type of endorsements, this is the package I bring. It's not just the least favorite podcast. It's right. honestly toxic podcast. Uh, Love Sex with Wildy, who we want to work with. Um, yeah, she's another a girl, Cynthia. Like yeah. It's all of these different shows that are tackling different issues. You know, I would love to get something for sports. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love sports? You know, mm -hmm. and where I can now, hey a black effect network or someone's like, yo, you know what? We want to work with all of you guys. So that's yeah. the ultimate goal for me and us. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's a little bit more than just one thing. <laughs> right. Right. No, I appreciate that because I think that in order to do this consistently, you have to be a little bit off. You have to be wired a little bit differently. You have to, you have to, and I know sometimes we run sayings into the ground, like get it mm -hmm. out the mud, but you have to really be driven by something that is not of this world. It has to be some kind of higher purpose because with doing this content and making it, reaching out to people, people flaking on you, uh, people, they they do the podcast, but then they don't share and repost mm -hmm. things. And because I had scenarios before where someone will be like, yeah, me and my mom, we fell out in high school and I moved out the house when I was 17 and we ain't spoke since we got we just recently got back together two two years ago. And I was depressed in high school and I was going through all this and they'll tell me all this. And mm -hmm. maybe for the whole time that we're together, it'll be maybe four or five hours. And then when I post something from that very vulnerable conversation, they won't share it. And I'll be like. Hmm. I get it because maybe, and I don't want to minimize 
professional therapy as being something that you don't need because I would never say anything like that. But I can see how some people can find conversations that aren't with therapists to be also therapeutic. Yeah. However, why would you give me all of that information about yourself and then I'm creating a whole show around you mm-hmm. and then you act like your phone doesn't work when all you got to do is repost something. So sometimes that's what what is really tough. And I realize I, I keep thinking about that Green Day song, I Walk Alone, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, mm-hmm. because it really makes me think about this is what this content life is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing I guess people don't realize, they just think like it's easy. Like um, recording, that's a full-time job. Yes. <laughs> Editing, full-time job. Yeah. Um, posting on social media like all these things are like full time got all that it's like full time job oh, you yeah. try to do everything on your own yeah it's like yo know, it's a lot of hard work oh yeah definitely so let's see natalie mm-hmm. what what is the most what what do you personally get out of doing the least favorite podcast what is the fulfillment that you get from doing this show i feel like i always um i like live in my head i feel like i think about things so deeply but i never had like a real outlet to let it out and my thing is is like i have a lot of conversations with people and they all think the same thing like we're all anxious we're all worried we're all stressed but like nobody ever feels like there's someone who understands them and a lot of people, what I've noticed is that they're full of shit. Like they act mm-hmm. like everything is okay or they act like everything is all together. They're like afraid of showing parts of themselves that are real, that everybody experiences. And so I'm just like, you know what? Not only am I going to have an outlet because I need it. Like I need to get out of my head. I need to let these things out. But also I don't, I want to kind of be the voice for people who don't have that, who maybe don't have people around them that they're able to be vulnerable with that they're able to talk to about real shit that they're experiencing. There's so many times, like, I think once, when we started, I was, like, really shy, really nervous, reserved. I wasn't really giving my full opinion or, like, my true feelings out there. Once I stopped caring, and I was like, you know what, this is me. This is what I've done. This is what I've been through. I've noticed a lot of people being like, wow, like, I really relate and resonate with what you're you're saying. Please don't stop. Like, I need to hear that. I've never heard anybody, like, express a story the way you did. And so just like for me, that kind of is what I get out of it. Like being able to just share my story and how people relate to it. Wow. I, I thank you for that because I think it is important when you're going through it and you don't feel like editing a video, you don't feel like sending out another email. Hey, do you want to, are you confirming mm-hmm. that you're going to be here today? Yeah. And you need something to pick you up. It's always good to be able to come back to your why, why you, you started in the first place. Yeah. Something else I wanted to talk about you touched on it earlier when mm-hmm. you were talking about the dynamic that exists on your show mm-hmm. between you and Ant and mm-hmm. how Ant is very open-minded, how you were raised in a more traditional mm-hmm. way. However, I'm sure through microdosing, through living in New York City, through being yeah. a grown woman, right. through interacting with different folks, your horizons have brought in a great deal. So to get back to that notion of the toxic dynamic that exists between men and women, where it's like either you're... You're, you're Kevin Samuels or... Or Andrew Tate. Right. Or, oh, my God. Or, 
or I'm trying to think of some women that that go off the deep end because Candace I, Owens. Yeah, and I, and I just think. Uh, well, she would be. She, that's completely different. Though. Well, I don't know. I well, just Candace, know people be going in. Yeah, she's on the political. She's a political. I, right, right, I, I right. No, f- well, she's been on like the roommates podcast, talking about like women and how they need to dress and oh, take okay, pictures okay. on social media. Like she, yeah. I, yeah, that's well, what I've seen from her. I guess. Okay, I guess. Okay. I guess. Yeah. I, I guess. I, all right. So to so to put it like this to simplify, I guess one hand is like niggas ain't shit. The other hand is kind of like, man, uh, these 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 women they don't want to do nothing today. Yeah. I mean that kind of thing. So you have those yeah, yeah, two yeah. extremes right there. Mm-hmm. So why is it so important for you and Anthony to not put that out there? Because it looks like it's very profitable if y'all would just go back and forth and, yeah. and he would say something and you would say he's future you know mask off and you like i don't like that shit and you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. why don't y'all do that? well for one i think it's oversaturated okay like that's the most obvious thing but also to me it's just corny like who are you as a woman or a man to tell anybody how they need to be or live or act like who are we to judge anyone and i think that's the way of thinking especially on those platforms it's just so outdated we're not there anymore we're not. People are now, what is it, non-binary and now yeah. call me they and yeah. them. Like yes. People are deciding and defining who they want to be, what they want to do, how they want to do it, when they want to do it. I'm all for the freedom of people. If something works for you in a relationship, even if it is traditional, if it's monogamy, that's great. That's your lifestyle. You have the right to choose that. And if your partner is okay with it, you guys decide what the dynamic of your relationship <laughs> will be. If it's not and you like polyamory and you want to sleep with women sometimes and you want to sleep with men sometimes, that's your business. If you want to be financially independent as a woman, there's nothing wrong with that. You're successful. That's amazing. Why does a man feel like he has the right to tell you, oh, you're disqualified now. I would never look at you to date you because I don't want you to be financially independent. Like what? To me, that's corny. But again, people decide what's right for them. That's not the way I want to live my life. I don't think that's the way he decides to live his I mean, I'm not going to speak for you. Mm-hmm. But I feel like let's talk about that. Let's just be healthy and support each other in whatever we want to do. That's one, it. That's why I see one, it. One thing I want to say, because I know Ann is ready to get, get back in there. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this really quickly and then give the floor to Ann. I think that, and thank you for, for sharing your mm-hmm. perspective on that, because I think it's really important because Ann, you you love the word accountability, and I listened to the, the most recent podcast mm-hmm. that that you posted where you talk about why you really love that word so much and why it's so hard for others to really internalize what that word means. And I think that what happens is Nat, Natalie is a woman. You're a man. Mm-hmm. Come on, Natalie. You got to stand up for the sisters. Come on, man. You got yeah. you to stand up <laughs> no, for the yeah, fellas, for man. Sure. You're not supposed to be over here trying to... Why do you sound like you're so in tune with what women are saying? Why do you Why do you take that perspective? Are you pandering? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And yeah. that's what happens. So, mm-hmm. and I want you... I want I want to know how do you respond to people that might say, yo, aunt, yo, dog, you pandering to women. Like, what's up with you, dog? Why are you pandering? So my my thoughts on that and, and like what we're talking about, like the Andrew Tates and those type of guys is when I listen to them speak, it sounds like they don't like women. Mm, sounds mm-hmm. like they don't want to be with a woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It sounds like everything in their life is going wrong because of women. Mm-hmm. I love women. Like, I love right, women. Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the way I look at it. I'm like, when I listen to them speak, it's like everything is bash women for this, bash women for that. And it's like constantly all, and the questions they ask women is like trying to get like a gotcha moment and like all these type of things. And it's like, 
why why not just try to understand why they do so and not just try to always like trick them and like put them down and like it's just crazy it's like a it doesn't make sense to me because yes women are different they're more emotional we like that whole narrative is there like you know it's been talked about so many times on different podcasts but the overall um theme that i get from these men is just like they just want to be by themselves. They never want to be with a woman. They don't ever want to experience like just real love from a woman or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. They think every they want they want a virgin that's a porn star. Right. You know what I mean? They right, want right. they want that pure innocent person that mm-hmm. is gonna fuck them like right. like whatever top porn star, like um a Bella Danger or some yeah, shit. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. it's like bro. Dropping names. I mean I don't even what, know who that is. Yeah. It was cold. It was cold that night. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> but it's oh like, all right. And like, I, and one thing I always say to her, and when we were talking, it's like there are people who every relationship is like it's a failure, and they hate everyone that they've been with. Like they date, you know, they dated everyone that they everyone that they dated. They hated. They were the problem. They were the problem. Uh-huh. And so I love accountability so much. It's like, yo, if you dated ten people and they all were crazy, they all were psycho. Mm. Ten people. Mm, mm-hmm. Like when right. is it you? When when are you gonna look in? <laughs> when are you gonna look within yourself and right. say, you know what? What did I do wrong? What, was me cheating making them crazy? Yeah. You right. know, maybe was I flirting too much? With maybe other women? I wasn't communicating at all. I would go missing for hours at a time. Like, come right. on. Yeah. So that's why when I say I love the word accountability, because it's like a lot of people always like when you break up with someone, it's like, oh, that person did me wrong. What did you contribute to the relationship? What did you contribute to the end of the relationship? So think about that. So interesting point. We mm. referenced this book right here. Now, Mark Manson is not paying me the author Word, of this cut book. Cut the check. Hey, yeah, cut the check. Come on, send it, dog. <laughs> I'm, I'm opening you up to a whole new demographic you ain't even tapped into yet, right. Mr. White Man writing pop psychology. But anyway, in this book, there's one part where he talks about how a lot of people conflate fault and responsibility Mm. so some people will say because it's not my fault it's not my responsibility and some of the very oversimplified examples that he gives in here is so you wake up one day you open the door to get the newspaper and you find that there's a newborn baby that is crying on your doorstep Mm. now it's not your fault that the baby is there but it is your responsibility to make sure that you take the baby to the proper authorities or if someone rear ends you, then perhaps it wasn't your fault that they ran into you. Maybe they were just driving crazy mm-hmm. and that's just a result of them being reckless. However, you know, for those of us that have been in car accidents before, you could be completely in the right. And still the amount of calls, the amount of pictures you have to take, the amount of information you have to collect from the other driver, the amount of follow up that you have to do man, this feels like I committed the crime right here. This feels like I did something wrong. So I think what happens a lot and and what he kind of illustrates is that your girl cheated on you. That's fucked up. But at the same time, while it's not your fault necessarily that she cheated on you, it's also not her responsibility to help you navigate through your feelings about that. Because if you're still wallowing in that Mm -hmm. and you're not picking yourself up and saying, wait a minute now, she did that. That was really messed up. However, it it is up to me to wake myself up out of that funk. Because if you just keep blaming her, yeah. then at a certain point, you're just going to, it's just like you're going, going to t- deteriorate. Yeah. So I guess that was just a rant. No, that no was but perfect. that was really good. Yeah, well, you know. You tied that up really nicely. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not my first time. <laughs> 
keep this conversation moving because this is going really well. So there's been a lot of talk right now. You spoke about how guys tend to want a virgin that can fuck like a porn star. So what I want the both of you to weigh in on is this conversation that is surrounding men in their 30s that might like younger women. Because the thing is... What I've been seeing, because I don't, I know you might have, I don't know if you've seen the clip of the guy where he talks about he's 33 and he likes dating women that are between 21 and 25. Now, the interesting thing I think about that is that 20, he's being slick when he says 21 and 25, because, you know, if you say anything under that, that you know how you're going to sound. So I think yeah. 21, 25 plays good on radio because you can't kill him for doing something that is illegal. But you can look at him like, mm, that's a very interesting age right there. You could have just said younger women and let people do their own due diligence and be like, oh, he means 28. He's 33. He means 28 right. or something. But he did like that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. And he said that he gave several reasons why he likes dating women like that because they're more malleable. They're not as scorned from God. past relationships. And I just wanted to know from your perspectives, because you shared something very cool and about how men, what they want is very unrealistic. I want you to talk about how you feel about that conversation. And also, Natalie, when it's your turn, I would like for you to maybe to talk about how it feels with some of the things that women may want that I don't want to say is unrealistic because this is all relative. But mm -hmm. when you hear oh. certain women mm -hmm. say certain things that they want, you'd be like, yo, that's cap. Yo, what's, what's <laughs> up with you? So first you, how do you feel about this whole conversation about dating um, preferences? Well, everyone has their preference. I don't think there's anything wrong with older men dating young women, there's mm -hmm. different levels. Like, I'm 38. I'm not dating a 25-year-old. Right. It's what, just... what is... All right, real quick. This is this is content. So how yes. low will you go? How um, low will you yeah. go? <laughs> right now, 28 definitely okay. is, would the... have to be. like. But it depends, though. Really, it's about... reason why I say I wouldn't date a 25-year-old, what are we talking about? What are our conversations? The people that I've been in relationship with, we've been, we've been able to have great conversations. And that's why I was able to be in a relationship with them wasn't really physical that made me just say, you know, I got to be with this person because they have a fat ass. They mm -hmm. got a cute face. Mm -hmm. hey. That's great. Those are bonuses. <laughs> Those are bonuses. But I see people be squatting. But you know what I mean? But if I can't have a conversation with you, right. then it's like, I don't really care, you know, because I want to be with you for a long period of time. We can't talk. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because you, you made the joke about you can't say, um, anything under 21. It right, reminds right. me of the R. Kelly interview on BET that got, can't, um, it got actually um, canceled, taken off the air. Right, right. When the interviewer asked him, oh, so how young, you know, when you say teenager, yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. You, like, what do you mean by teenager? Right. Kind of thing. And it's like, bro, what? What are you talking about? That's what it made me think of when you exactly. said that shit. Um, but younger, younger women usually mature faster than men. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's easier for a younger, a woman to, you know, attract the older guy because, their their mind is usually more advanced than the guys that they're around their age group. Right. And men, obviously, we mature a little bit later. Most men, I would say, not all, but most do. A lot, yeah. And speaking. by that time, when the women around our age are usually already taken, you know, around that time, so we're looking like, damn, you know, I'm now I'm more mature enough. You know, what, let me find someone. Then you start talking, you go out, and you see like a young young girl, and it's like, okay, she's mentally on my level. So I think that's why it happens, and it's not that big of a deal. Right. Um. It happens more than yeah, the opposite real, way. Right? Real quick, because I know Nate. All right, I'm going to say no. this real quick. I'm going to say two things. I'm no, but I want him to elaborate on something that you also said. All right, go. Go, ahead, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead. I want you to elaborate on what he said about the man saying that they're more malleable. I mm -hmm. don't like that. That's triggering. Right, right, yeah, right. Because well, right. it's like you're trying to manipulate. Right. Well, so I, I want you to tackle that. Well, as I, think, a man. I think women do that more than men. 
Ooh, actually. talk about it. I think women, <laughs> w- women see men more as a project than men see women yes, as a project. A so, mm, mm, okay, okay. Women always like, oh, he has a great career. He looks right, good. Right, right. He doesn't have everything I want right now, but now I could work with him. Right, I can women, mold him. I can mold, I can yeah. make him what I need or yeah. what I want. Yeah. Women do that more than men. So saying like men, if they were to do that, I get it. Men made me, it's possible, but I, yeah. I think that's more something that women overall will do more than what a man would do. Well, well, real quick, I'll say this, and then that you go crazy. But <laughs> I guess what some people would counter with, though, is when you start talking about the conversation about grooming, then it's one of those things where if we're if we're having a conversation about accountability, then I think what you said is valid, mm-hmm. 100%. But I think what is also valid is when you think about men that go for a certain type because i'll share something with you real quick uh, there's this guy i follow his name is uh the conscious lee and he posted about he he posted about leonardo dicaprio because somehow with all this conversation there's been conversations around all of Le- leonardo dicaprio's girlfriends mm-hmm. and how he usually dumps them after they turn 25 Crazy. which means like, he was what? dating them before they turned 25 and he's got to be pushing 50 or whatever he is right now because he go way back to growing pains in like the early 90s. So this man been Mm -hmm. on TV interview with a vampire, whatever his movies was. But he, I don't don't watch him. But anyway, uh, (laughs) I mean, you, I know you do. No, my fault. I ain't mean to do that to you glasses. I'm sorry, brother. Let me, let me get back here. But yeah, so it's really interesting. So anyway, let me wrap up. Mm -hmm. Take it away, Natalie. (laughs) Um, All right. So in terms of what women want from men, I think we hear a lot about like how much money he needs to make. Um, what he needs to do for he needs to take me on dates, he needs to buy me gifts, he needs to buy me that. Fine. Like like Anthony said, we all have our preferences. Mm-hmm. There's a meme that I saw that I thought was hilarious. It was like something like fuck potential. Like you gotta be potential. Like you gotta be mm. already have everything. Like I'm mm. not gonna try to mold you anymore. And I felt that. But if we are gonna bring it back to accountability, I feel like you have the right to ask or have whatever standards you want in a partner, but do you have them for yourself? That's my thing. So, like, if you want somebody who makes six figures, cool. But do you make six figures? You want somebody who is disciplined, works out, believes in God, is a family-oriented person. But are you all of those things? Like, you're only going to attract what you are. And I think we need to take accountability, too. Like, women say they want all these things, but then they're putting themselves in really fucked up situations with people. And they're going back and forth with a toxic relationship. And it's like, why? Like... You say you want a good man, but you keep chasing after assholes. Right. So it's for me, that's like the lack of accountability that I notice in a lot of women. And listen, if you want to be in a toxic relationship, maybe it's not toxic for you. Or maybe that person is willing to work it out or go to therapy with you. Fine. Work it out with that person. There's nothing wrong with that. But like, we just need to have realistic expectations for what we're really looking for and manage our expectations, which is something we talk about a lot. And I say this all the time. People don't do this enough. Believe who someone shows you they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't believe that. Yeah. They need to get tricked and shit on time and time again before mm-hmm. they end up believing who this person actually showed you who they were. They're not lying to you. They're actually just showing you who they are, what type of person they are. Mm-hmm. But it's like, they don't believe it. I was listening to a podcast one time, and I'll say it, even though they're not paying me either, but the See the Thing Is podcast. I love that podcast. Yeah, yeah, great, great. My favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely the homies. I don't know them, but one time they shared a flyer. I met Mandy, like, not too long ago, because, sorry, a little off topic. (laughs) They had a mixer. Oh, my God. Need to Know had a mixer. The Need to Know podcast. Oh, the one that Joe didn't get invited to. Oh, he didn't? Yeah, he talked about it on the the podcast. He was hot. Parks was there. They was there. I saw Parks. (laughs) 
Um, but anyway, Mandy was there, and I'm like, oh my god, Mandy, I love you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, anyway, go ahead. Okay, she no, was really no, nice. No, no, shout out to no, no, Man- Mandy. Mandy is a is a is amazing. Sometimes when she starts singing, you know, I cringe a little bit because her voice is she extra got the raspy. Yeah, she yeah. got the she got the Jada kiss, but no, Mandy. No, I I, I co-sign everything you just said. Mm-hmm. She's dope. Bridget is dope. They're all Bridget. dope. I even it's funny because a real quick deviation. I actually got a chance to interview. Shanti Antoinette's yes part, uh, co-host from, from Around the Way yeah, Curls yeah, 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 yeah. And I because, saw that right because they're both from Philly even though I know Antoinette is out here but they're both from Philly originally they went to school with Jasmine Sullivan great friends with mm-hmm. her and I love Jasmine Sullivan and I wanted to interview both of them but because it was in Philly and a work schedule prevented Antoinette from being able to join us yeah. I only got Shanti but I was interviewing her and they say all the time that we're doing hard things together I love how they say that but to bring it back I was listening to the See The Thing is podcast and I think it was Bridget who was talking about the difference between standards and expectations. Mm. And she was saying that expectations, oh man, I'm trying to recreate it. Bridget, if you are watching this, please clarify what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it was basically, she was trying to say something about how standards are different from expectations because expectations can get out of control. Mm-hmm. I want this, 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 and that. Standards is how you're going to treat me. Mm-hmm. What I'm going to, that's different. Because mm-hmm. I And I think if we look more at standards, like, I'm not going to tolerate you not communicating with me uh, for four or five days in a row. And you're just not saying Mm -hmm. anything to me. And I don't even know if you're dead or alive and you're not checking on me. You know, I go to actually is I think it was boundaries, boundaries versus standards or boundaries versus expectations, something like that. Like your boundary has to do with like, yeah, you're not going to treat me or whatever. Whatever okay, you're saying. Yeah, 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 something yeah, yeah. like that. Something. But I know, I remember it, it, what you were talking about. You remember what I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. right. So boundaries, so we can replace the word standards with boundaries. But essentially, what are you willing to put up with and yeah. how are you going to treat me? Because I think what is very important is that we do live in a culture, and I want Ant to definitely chime in on this, but we live in a culture, when I think about my personal opinion, when I think about social media, the way it's it, the way it functions, it seems like... Social media itself leans, even though there are podcasters like an Andrew Tate or there's a Kevin Samuels when he was alive, there is, even though those guys exist and Joe Rogan, whoever you want to name, I still feel like social media and cancel culture is more supportive of women and more supportive of members of the LGBTQ mm-hmm. community. That's not to say that it doesn't care about black men. It, does, it doesn't care about men that are Latino. It's just that to me, the cheat code is if you, if you are charismatic and you happen to be gay or something like that, or you're charismatic and you're a woman of color or something like that, then you can really flourish because social media is something that I feel like they, I feel like is very, very tailored to that. But what can happen some, wait, oh my gosh. Wow, I was doing so well. This is the first time I'm having this brain cramp type thing. I was doing so well. (laughs) Anyway, I think what I'm trying to say, let me me, me try to get it back because we're on live. What I'm trying to say here is that I think that men often lash out because they don't know how to communicate. Mm-hmm. I have I have standards, but I and I want to be able to say them. Like another podcast I, I pay attention to, I don't I don't the app is a little bit expensive to, for me, but I hope y'all getting y'all money, but tonight's conversations. So Oh the cards, right? Yes. Yeah. And I actually got I should have brought the date in the, the first date cards because I got a deck at home. But they have this guy on there I won't say, well, I don't care. He don't know me. But this guy, Rico Hundo, and he when he gets on there, he starts talking about how he wants to have full control, but he doesn't necessarily want to exercise full control. But what he doesn't realize is say you have full control in your relationship and not use it is actually still full control 
because you you saying that I want the ability not to exercise it because he wants a more traditional family is something. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a little bit extreme for me, but I understand a guy saying that I have standards. I just feel like, because, oh, I know what it is. I just got it back. I just got it back. So I was watching this one podcast who, it's a little cringe to me, but he does this whole thing about teaching men how to make women fall in love with the way I think the premise is a little weird. Maybe he don't phrase it that way. Maybe his mission statement doesn't read that way. But it sounds weird to me. But anyway, he'll say, I want, you can't, the the second you, I think he was referencing the Krishan Rock and Blueface, their ongoing relationship that is really toxic. And he was talking about how when she put her hands on him, She basically said, I don't respect you in this way as a man. And I think men need to be able to say, you can't treat me like that and it'd be okay. Because I feel like when you get into conversations about abusive relationships and men, like the baby maybe recording Danny Lay or whatever like that, it it's like, well, why is he doing it? I think it's corny to post it, but to record it to make sure that you don't get charged with something, I understand. Anyway, I don't know where this goes, but Ant, I want you to chime in on how do men to- operate in this podcast and space, and do you feel, how, how do you make it work for you as far as, maybe we're not big enough to be canceled, but how do you deal with all that? Yeah, well, first of all, yeah, we're not big enough we're to not be canceled yet. yet. Uh- <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it all um, out the way now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I've always just been strong-minded. My opinion is my opinion. I don't really care if it offends people, but I'm still trying to be respectful and delivered in a way that's um, that they can understand why I'm why I feel this way. Um, so, with like the different like LGBTQ and like women empowerment and all these type of movements, I support it. Me like, too. Definitely. I'm not mad at them at yeah. all. You know what? Because like as a black man in America. I'm not about to discriminate against someone else. Like, you know, we got a long history of being discriminated against. So I want everyone that feels that they're not being represented well to get theirs. You Wait, know did I mean? you know he was black? Or is he like shocking you right now? I, I, I'll be honest. Because <laughs> you say that, but people don't know that. I ain't going to hold you. I, I definitely. Yeah. But hey, it, it, you, you are. Hey, so, but that's black, where yeah. it is. So like, um, <laughs> so yeah. So when people are, are that way, you know, yeah, yeah. um, we got a long history in this country of of that happening to us. So why would I ever want these other people that feel oppressed or anything like that not to be able to shine? But I do have a problem with the cancel culture where like someone has an opinion about thing, things, especially when it's like comedians saying things. It's like, yo, this is what they, they pay to do. Equal, if you, if you want all type of equality, even you getting joked on is, is equal. Like you're going to take yeah. these jokes. You're going to get all that. So they shouldn't be canceled. Um, I don't know if that's answering, but that's... Yeah, it is, because yeah. I, I went on a rant, so I'm glad so, you were able to make sense of what I was saying. But then I'm going to touch on something else you said, where, like, the respect and relationship when someone gets hit, and you already have talked about this before, but I was in a relationship, and, you know, we, we had a relationship, but she put her hands on me. And once mm. that happened, that was the end of our relationship, because yeah. now you gave me the green light to put my hands on you. And, and that's toxic. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not doing that. And you're not going to win that one. And... yeah. I'm not gonna win that. Oh, she hit me first. Who who, who cares? Nobody cares. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm I'm not gonna hit a woman. So it's like right. so to me, that was the end of our relationship. We we tried to make things work a little bit, maybe a couple months after that, but I already knew like yo, she already put her hands on me. What where's gonna go from here? What you know, what's the next step she after? She gave this? you a hint of what she's capable of. She gave she, to and me, someone puts their hands on me, you give me the green light, put my hands on you. Exactly. Right. And I don't wanna do that. So that's the end. To me, that was the end of our relationship. Yeah. Cause you the respect is not there anymore. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. Hey, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Because yeah. I just think that there are men out here that 
aren't necessarily trying to be liked, but when you share your, your mm. opinions of trying to understand where women are coming from, it's not because you want women to like you, it's because you generally love, you genuinely love women and you want to understand better because I feel like what often happens with these conversations between men and women, especially on podcast platforms, is it's kind of like we're in this big ass room and women have their corner, men have their mm -hmm. corner, and we would rather shout from our corners because the closer you sit next to Natalie, you got to lower your voice because mm -hmm. you're not going to scream in her face. So when you bring the intimacy to the conversation, that means both of us being willing to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. That means both of us putting all of our cards on the table. Yes. Well, how did you get like that? But as long as I can stand back here and I can shout, mm -hmm. I don't have to be accountable for anything. I can just feed into the whole thing of men versus women and nothing gets accomplished. But I think it's because a lot of us, we just, gen we, we just, we, I learned this recently and in the book at some point it talks about shitty values and talks about one of the shittiest values that exists is the need to be right. And even if you oh are God, yeah. right, sometimes who cares. Yeah, who cares? So I want you to talk about that about the need to be right and how toxic that can be to a conversation or to a relationship. So something I was reading a book too and they were talking about that like when you're so attached to what you believe, you don't win. Like no one gets to ever convince you of anything otherwise you gain no new perspective you don't grow you're never challenged you are so attached to being right for what like for me i always say i'd rather be like especially in a relationship like i'd rather be in love than be right like i don't care about being right and i think i care more about that i care less about that now that i'm older when i was younger no i had to be right i had, had to, to prove win. my point i had to for what like, where does that, it doesn't matter. Like, I think there's more power in being vulnerable and admitting when you're wrong. Like, okay, I'm wrong now. How can we fix it? You, okay, really quickly. Yeah. I like what you just said. That makes me think about the term submission because I think what's really interesting, uh, when guys say it sometimes, especially when they own that, that more of the misogynistic yeah. shit, the way to describe it, it sounds more like you want someone to be your sex slave. But when I think about submission, it makes me think of discipline and it makes me think of if... If I'm submit, I think some people look at submit as I'm giving up power, but some people it's actually you're maintaining your power because it's almost like being in a fight and it's like the person that's big enough to walk away or being in a road, which I know very well, being in a road rage situation and you're the car that's going to mm -hmm. be like, you know what? I'm not going to race you, dog. If you want to zoom across this bridge like that, yeah. then you got it. Mm -hmm. So I want both of you to comment on this, this misrepresentation of the word submission and oh, how man. there's actually power in submitting to a relationship i think there's a lot of power in submitting i think um i have water i'm good you want water but i hey hey but yeah, I, ain't, yeah, I, ain't, I, yeah, I ain't turned down no free one yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> what you mean i think in a relationship i think there's actually you have the most power when you submit because how do i explain this if we were getting if we got into an argument and i submit i'm like you know what like i was wrong i shouldn't have said that now you're going to kind of feel like, oh, maybe I need to apologize too. Or maybe I need to treat her a little bit better. Or you know what? She's so, what's the word? Cooperative. That's the word that we use. Cooperation. Oh. She's so cooperative. <laughs> um, I can trust her more. I can let her in more. She listens to me. I can open up to her more. I think there's more power in submitting as a woman in a relationship. Real quick though. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference between submission and surrendering? Ooh. Oh. All right, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's 
or, or as Joe would say, oh, we potting today. Submission <laughs> and surrendering? What's the difference? Is, is there a what difference? What is there a difference? Is so there, are like, we going to look up the definition yeah, of hey, both? Hey. Because let's be accurate, right? Right, right, right. What, what would a black I'll, woman say in this what situation? What do you think? <laughs> Not Natalie. I'm pulling out the phone. Let me touch on one thing, though. Yeah, a lot ahead. of people are just scared to give up some power. They're scared to give up some power and some control. You know, it's like, it's, it's okay. Give up a little control. Give up a little power. You know, let your woman take care of you once in a while. That doesn't make you any less of a man. Right. You know, give up some power. Like, give up that control. She wants to be responsible and, and lead one time or whatever yeah. here and there. Let her. You pick this person to be with. It's, it's a it, partnership. It's and, a partnership. And also... And also, so while we're looking up submission and surrendering, I'm also thinking about the difference between being the leader and being the dictator or the tyrant. And I think that sometimes men men will mm-hmm. say stuff like, yo, I want to be the leader of my household. And I'll be thinking in my head, why? What, 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 like, what, what, what do you really get out? Do you get a prize? Do you get paid? Mm-hmm. What is the win for you? And I think mm-hmm. it's because we still, it's funny how our parents might have, or our grandparents might have stayed in Mm-hmm. abusive relationships we we know people that are from previous generations where maybe one maybe the woman is in her teens and mm-hmm. the and the man is in maybe his 20s or mm-hmm. early 30s or whatever but back then that was more normalized and i think the power dynamic is a lot easier to have when you're the one with the money you're the one with more life experience mm-hmm. and you're the one that is in more of the power mentoring position over the partner that you've chosen but i think that what happens, though, is that we did all this. We got all this technology. We've made all these strides just to keep having this very archaic discussion about, well, who wears the pants? Who calls the shots? When in reality, I think it's fly when when a guy is about to do something and he's unsure if this is what he should be doing. Mm-hmm. And he calls his wife or his girlfriend. Love that. And she tells Love him. That. She'd be like, no, no, go this way. Because sometimes, you, and it's funny because... I, I hear women say they want leaders all the time, and I understand where that comes from because I think being a, and if we talk about black women, women of color, like if we talking about that, then y'all y'all do have it really, really hard. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat and act like y'all got it easy. So I understand why you would want to be a little bit freer, but I think sometimes though, some some women might want men to make a whole bunch of decisions and stuff like that when in reality. I guess the way I am, I like to work in tandem with people. And sometimes gender, certain gender roles, I might still, like I would be the one to propose on one knee. That's one of my things. I agree. But at the same time, though, every single gender role, like what? Oh, so she has to wash the dishes or I have to do the car thing. And it's just like, do we really? Because you know they was created. And you know he's created by some white people. We didn't create, we didn't create none, we didn't create none no, of this shit. Of we it. didn't create business professional. We didn't create uh, professional etiquette. We we assimilate to it, but we didn't create this shit. So stop pushing this shit down everybody's throats like this is the gospel, dog. Like, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. There you go. No, you're right. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just oh, I just did want to touch up on. So surrender is when you um, cease resistance to your enemy or opponent. Mm. And submission is just accepting or yielding to a superior force or authority. I don't like either of those. Yeah, both those definitions. But But definitely not enemy. Like, you're not my enemy if we're in a relationship. Right. That's toxic. Right. That's mad toxic. So that's why I, I threw in surrender just because, to me, I wanted to illustrate that you should never feel 
like you're surrendering. Me submitting is we have a we have a difference of opinion, mm -hmm. but honestly, I love you more than I love being right. right at this very moment. So I don't really feel the need to keep going. I'm not but I'm not surrendering. I still might believe what I believe, or maybe sometimes it's just not the time to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're in public. Maybe tensions are really high. Maybe you're with someone that is this close to slapping the shit out you, and it just really doesn't make sense for you to right. be right. And also, maybe two things can be true and exist at the same time like you may be right in whatever stance you have but i also may be right and that's okay i think we only we get used to like only one truth can exist no like two things can be true we just may not agree on it and, and to build on what you're saying that's why if we're really getting deep that's why sometimes i have a problem with what i like to call educational snobs because <laughs> to me you're not better. You got a doctorate. This other person went to trade school. You're not better than that person. Right. But I think that sometimes what happens is that we put we put such a premium on grades. We put such a premium on, oh, they're a great student. They have great manners. But we know that when, when you really start talking about assimilation and assimilating to these to what the dominant society, mainly white people, say that we should be doing, then to me, that's a form of surrender right there. But what you're doing is you're using your job, you're using your education, you're using your your tangible possessions to shit on other people. And I think that sometimes that's why when I hear the conversation about whether it's women or men talking about, oh, you need to have this, this and that, it's just kind of like, well, if we can't take none of this shit to the grave with us anyway... If none, if all of this shit is really insignificant, it has nothing to do with your essence. You getting more money is going to give you more mobility, mm -hmm. but it's also going to give you more obligations. Because how are you going to keep getting that money? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I'm Natalie. I want more money for the for the least favorite podcast. Okay, cool. We're going to give you this money, and this is what we expect of mm -hmm. you. Oh shit, just got real. That means you ain't in. Y'all can't be out here just just loosey goosey. Y'all can't just be out here not really talking to people. It's like yo, we got to be on our shit right now. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I think. That's why when you hear Big say more money, more problems, it's a real thing. And I think sometimes when people think, oh, well, we got money. He won't be abusive. We got we got money. He won't be a negligent father. Mm -hmm. We got money. He won't be a, a, a he won't be a jerk to my mother. And, and I just feel like that's where we got it messed up because we put such a premium on stats. Mm -hmm. We and that's what I think is the problem. Like we care so much about what do you do for a living? How do people view you? What? How much money do you have? Mm -hmm. And 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 to me, that's what I have so much of a problem with because I really feel like it's just really, it's almost like our lives. We're 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 each like an individual flower that's trying to sprout and grow to be as strong as we possibly can in this garden of life. But people are constantly planting seeds of toxicity around us that are stunning our growth, mm -hmm. and we're giving into this. We're surrendering to it when in reality we should be like. Yo, like you. That's why I appreciate mm -hmm. the, the first thing that she said right as you were getting out the car and you were walking up to us. She said, oh, yeah, Ant's open-minded. I, I love working with Ant because he's open-minded. Mm -hmm. He he His his view is different. So let me ask you, Ant, how mm -hmm. did you become so open-minded? Where does that come from? My only child. Ah. So I had to entertain myself as a kid growing up. Did you up. have imaginary friends? I had. I used to play basketball by myself. Okay. Football by myself. I thought that was you. Baseball by myself. I did all this stuff alone. So you got to... Just create, like, you just have to have an open mind. You have to be able to think outside of the box growing up with no siblings yeah. and, like, all these things. You have to be able to just I never thought about see that things a different way. With you, because I, I'm the baby. My sister is eight years younger. I mean, older. 
And um, both my parents were in the home. And, like, I didn't really feel like I had the space to be as open-minded. Because I was always being told what to do, how to dress. Mm. If I said something a lot, it's like, don't say that. Don't speak that way. And that showed up in how you originally did yeah. your podcast. Yeah. Like, oh, no, I can't put this out there because people are going to think this about me. You know what I mean? Or they're going to have their own judgments. Have you ever had mm -hmm. any cringe, cringy moments on the show with a guest? You don't have to name the guest specifically, but was there ever a time oh, where you were you were interviewing someone and it just didn't go? Mm -hmm. Oh, and one more thing before you answer that, I, I I won't profess to know everything about your podcast, but I see a lot of do you? I know you interview some guys too, but is it predominantly women, female guests that you have? Or is it a is it a mixture? I think it's a mixture. I think okay. we did a lot of men in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Now I've kind of been trying to tap into more women because I feel like I was being a little bit more biased towards men and getting men to like get their shit off, but mm -hmm. I wasn't letting women do the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but honestly, because I have him, it's like I had you, him, you, and then I kept that. Getting, yeah. So like I'm good now. I'm trying to get more women on. Um, what was the original question? The original Sorry. question I think was about cringy moments on the oh, show. Oh, cringy moments. We. The problem early, is early when on. people, they they want to come on, right? And it's like, fine. Like, you're, then your followers will see our mm -hmm. pod and then they'll follow. So, cool. Like, I want to get more people to watch. But I think we need to be better at... I mean, we've gotten better at, like, vetting people beforehand because mm. we had somebody come on. I don't know if you're thinking about the same person. Oh. But he was just a weirdo. Yeah, like, he just started about. saying a lot of, like, clickbaity things. He just wasn't being true to, like himself or maybe that was really him but that's not the kind of direction we were trying to go like what was it that he said something about it, it was just too much i've blocked it out of my mind yeah like oh, sexual what? stuff and like just <laughs> weird so without getting because because I, I i don't mean to make you all relive this but <laughs> to to just to give a kind of synopsis or, or mm -hmm. uh, uh, maybe a, a diluted version of what he said was when you say when you say sex were you talking about were, were, what, what was the, the he was very young how old and was he probably like early 20s was he even 21 then? okay oh he's Not young yet, he very young and that's oh yeah he's young he didn't even realize that when until he starts talking and then when he starts talking we're like wait how old are you and I'm like this is why he's he, yeah, he's and it was saying just, the thing he's in general, saying. like even like there's etiquette when you come on a podcast, like let people speak. Like he kept cutting people off, and then he wasn't really answering the question. Like we would ask a question, he didn't answer, it, and then would c come up with his own question or his own topic. And it's kind of like, but you're on our platform that you asked to be that you on. Asked to be on. We're asking you a question. Answer the fucking question. <laughs> like you're not even. Uh -huh. So it was like a lot of that more. So was the issue with him. It's that, that it's that, that trying moment. to trying to get lightning in a bottle, go viral off of. Every every time you're in front of a camera, and that's not that's not and, and, and having sat with you for this past couple hours, whatever it's been, I can see that all three of us are like that. We're not we now. If someone says something that we mm -hmm. think, oh, this is really this is going to be good, yeah, like we'll do a yeah. clip. It's funny, it's but we're cool, not chasing but that. No, yeah. we're just we're happens. just talking. We're 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 and it comes out organically. Okay, thank you very much. Let me see. So this is this is this is a really good conversation. I'm really enjoying listening to you. I definitely. We'll do this again. I, I think I think what's going to happen is I, I just have to come to New York at some point. I have to move here because <laughs> Pittsburgh is not where it's at. There's more opportunity here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know Mandy now. Y'all besties. <laughs> she don't even <laughs> remember who I am, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, yeah. She will one day. Yeah, she will. Oh, yeah. She, de she definitely she will, will because I think that I think what I appreciate about the least favorite podcast is that you... 
you you tackle mental health mm-hmm. in a very real, authentic way. Because speaking of clickbait or buzzwords, I think that we say stuff all the time. Check on your strong friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mental health ain't no joke. But every time we say that, it's always re- reactionary. Mm-hmm. It's always reactive. It's not. It's not. It's not proactive. It's not. Let me. Hey, I haven't spoken with Ant for a minute. Let me reach out to Ant. See yeah. how he's doing. Yeah. I don't care if we do the pod and he might joke around. He might have this kind of brash exterior where it's no i'm cool i got it yo he's a human being he go through shit Mm -hmm. he be he be struggling with shit we all struggling Mm -hmm. with something so see see that's your man's right there see what's going on with him and i feel like what i like about what y'all do is that y'all had those real conversations like the last person z the party promoter when she was talking about healing i think even the conversation about what is the difference between being a male party promoter versus being a a female party promoter Mm -hmm. and how y'all would have the real conversation about hey you know be a little bit sexy but not too sexy flirt with them a little bit but if it gets Mm -hmm. weird being like yo security can you come check this dude can you keep your eye on him because he's making me feel uncomfortable and i just think that all that stuff comes back to mental health. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that you do it is very, it's very warm, it's very calm. But I also appreciate that you have the versatility to turn it up because you have some fun topics too. Or you, <laughs> you might talk about hookah etiquette or whatever it is you're talking about yeah. or, or talking about, hey, we just started talking. How much communication do you owe that person? Just right. So I feel like you all do a very good job of having a balanced conversation. And I think that Ant does a good job of inserting himself. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, he, or I should, I should say asserting himself because he's already on the show. Inserting himself would be like if he's just in a peanut gallery and he's just hey. yelling stuff. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. part, he's on the show. He's the co-host. So I think he does a good job of asserting himself and saying like, hey, did you ever think about it this way? So right. I got a good dynamic. But you know what too, why it works? I give up control. I let her shine. Mm-hmm. That's the goal of the show mm-hmm. for me. Like, let her be the star, the front person, Sorry, all that I'm stuff. The looks of this like, thing. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, I never wanted to be in front of the camera. So it's like, I make sure yeah. everything that when I'm thinking about even topics or just when I'm speaking, how can I get this back to her to get her to thrive in this conversation? You know what I mean? But it just goes back to like that relationship talk of like how some people just scared to let go of some power. I don't need to be star. I don't yeah. need to be Joe Budden. I don't need to be Joe Rogan. Mm hmm. She could be that. Mm-hmm. Like, let if me I give it to her. If I win, he wins. If he wins, I win. Right. Whatever. One thing I did want to say about mental health, and then I know we have to be done. But what you said about, like, you could just check on somebody just because, you know, like, we're human and we all go through things. How mental health is this buzzword. And it's true. Like, mental health is just, it's part of all of us. Just like our physical health is part of all of us. I think we kind of are making it, like, a bigger deal than it should be. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. Okay, but we all are. We all have those moments. I don't know one person who doesn't get depressed at least one day throughout the month. I I just thought of one thing when you Mm -hmm. said that. So, Mark Manson has this book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which I am currently not getting paid for promoting, but we will talk, my brother. I will tag you in every single thing. I'm going to get on your damn nerves. Back to you. Now, one thing I noticed in this book is it talks about two forms of entitlement. The first form, and I'm getting ready to wrap up. The first form of entitlement is I'm exceptional. Got it. I'm exceptional. Everyone else is not. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I deserve Mm -hmm. special treatment. Right. But the lesser discussed form of entitlement is I am not special 
everyone else is. Therefore, I deserve special treatment. And now what we're talking about with the second one is more of a victim mindset where it's like, hey, well, I just lost my job. Uh, me and my mom don't have the best relationship. My dog ran away. Whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But what we got to understand is that none of us on this planet have the monopoly, have the uniqueness of only I go through shit. Right. And sometimes we can center ourselves so much that we dump on other people. And what I learned from this woman I was talking to that didn't want to talk to me anymore, she said, look, you got a lot going on and I don't want to do this emotional labor. Like we vent to people, but sometimes you got to realize, yo, Ant is tired of hearing about this stupid nigga that you keep dating. Mm -hmm. he, don't, he doesn't want to talk about that shit. You keep, you keep asking for his advice and you keep on running back to his stupid ass and you keep on coming back to Ant. And Ant at a certain point is like, yo, I got high emotionality. I can't take this shit no more. <laughs> I'm an empath. What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like, stop that shit. So I feel like with that entitlement, that's what you, you said something that made me think about how that's not discussed. But just because you're going through something doesn't mean you get to black out shit on people yeah. and then come back around and be like, hey, what's up? Right. And act like thing is cool. Yes. No, you blacked out. You did some crazy shit. And I know you're going through some mental health <laughs> shit. However, you still have to come back and apologize. This is, I'm not your punching bag. And yeah. I refuse to be your punching bag. Yeah. So to bring this to a close, I want, I want for you both to just share some words of wisdom that you say to yourself whenever times get too rough. Um, for me, it's detach from the outcome. Don't worry about what's going to happen. Just live in the moment. Everything will work out. Stop being so selfish. Give a little bit more to someone else. Like, be more giving. Don't be so selfish. The world doesn't revolve around you. You have your problems, but everyone else has their problems. So don't be mad if they're not um, catering to your feelings. They have their own feelings, and you're not trying to find out what's wrong with them. Wow. I really appreciate that. All right, and I guess for me... I know I won't say my tagline because that's right there. I'll wait till that very end. But I would say uh, uh, something that I say to me is that I have to tell myself this because I have all kinds of thoughts that come in my head. And I read this, I think, in some therapy book or something. It was it was like when you speak to your mind, it's kind of I don't work for you. You work for me. Mm -hmm. But if you work for your mind, then your mind lets all kinds of thoughts. Your mind is the bouncer that lets everybody in. So all kinds of inappropriate shit, all kinds of, hey, I'm on a roof. I should jump. Or, hey, I'm right there. I wonder if I can swim. All kinds of thoughts like that that, not, that aren't necessarily suicidal, but they're mm -hmm. real thoughts that you have and they're impulses. And it's like, wait a minute. You work for me. I don't work for you. So I feel like that's really important for people to say that to themselves. So I want to thank both Natalie and Ant for joining me, for being the, the, the plug to set this up at this beautiful studio at King Leaf Studios right here. I'm so proud to be here. It's been an honor to interview the both of them. And lastly, where can the people find you? YouTube, all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. Every Monday we have new episodes. The least favored. The least favored. At the least favored. Yes. yes. That's right. Yes. <laughs> well, this has been another episode of Devin Zoolander Show. And remember, stay moisturized and mind your business. That's right. Just mind your yes. business. All right. Peace. Bye.